So hi, Home the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Rob Laska from Valley. And we have some some questions today about their upcoming album, Lost in Translation. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Thanks so much. Um, really good. I mean, we've been um we've been kind of gearing up to a second record for for quite a while now. Um we put, kind of put out our first album maybe uh in 2016, 2017. Uh, or I kind of kind of wrote it 2016, 2017. Um, and you know, those were songs dating back to 18, 19 years old, coming out of high school, like wow. just very different, um, uh, different emotional triggers, I guess, that that caused those songs to happen. And you know, then we went through a really beautiful phase of growing and changing, and not, not in a way that, um, alienated fans or whatever but we just you know we experimented a lot we had a pandemic we had a bunch of time traveling around the world touring to kind of really dive into what valley is mm -hmm. and that kind of happened with two eps so we had success doing better and last birthday and those were kind of stages of us figuring it out and that was kind of an album in itself because both of those eps were really long and almost felt like a double album and then but we're kind of saying lost translation is our second record because it's the it's the first time we like sat down and we're like okay we're gonna make another album like top to bottom experience um that's stitched together and sonically has a theme and feels like the same movie that you're kind of watching um versus the two eps kind of felt like just like throwing paint in a pandemic and figuring it out yeah so we're just really excited i think our fans and people that have been listening to our band for for quite some time are really excited about it I think there's a lot of new people that have kind of like discovered the band that are kind of treating this album like their first record from us. So there's a lot of like interesting, fun perspectives with with being at this point in our career that we're just excited about. So overall, the announcement's been really good. I think the feedback's been amazing and coming off a tour, it's just been really great. Hell yeah. And the, the album is fucking awesome. Dude, oh, thank it's you. It's actually beautiful. I can't like <laughs> I can't describe how beautiful the album is. Thank you so much. That means the world. Yeah, it's crazy that people are starting to hear it because, um, yeah, you kind of live. I mean, you talk to any artist, it's like you live in this world of of it being yours, and um, you kind of you don't get bored with it. But like you know, we've had this album in in our headphones for over a year, so it's like you kind of lose you lose perspective on like what it feels like sometimes because you're so numb to it in a weird way. So hearing people listen to it like you guys and stuff is really nice because it kind of reminds me like, oh, I forgot we made an album like we worked on that for like a year and a half. So it just feels really good. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, the the title came from so I, I wrote a song. It was one of like the last songs I wrote. It's actually the oldest song that we have uh, from this like era. But basically, I before I moved out of my uh, my parents' house, I wrote this song uh, called "Lost in Translation," and basically the the song happened over the course of a few months. We kind of started an idea about it in in uh, Nashville when we were watching this show called Sex Education, and there's this. Mm two characters called Otis and Maeve and we originally wrote the song called Otis and Maeve about Otis and Maeve in that show yeah. and then that turned into uh the chorus of Lost Translation and then I went home to my parents house and just like rewrote the song a little bit uh from the perspective of uh myself growing older and kind of reflecting on our past and like all our music so 
that song kind of opens up the record because it references a bunch of old lyrics from our you know our whole catalog it's kind of a check-in with our fans from maybe um so it's really cool i think there's a lot of like little nuggets and like easter eggs that fans are going to catch on but in terms of the title um i mean we we kind of decided on the title when we were in band therapy um because i think when you've been a band from you know yeah we've known each other since 15 16 years old and now we're 26 27 years old Mm -hmm. it's like it's scary to imagine um imagine anything different a life that's different than the life we have and we're so super glued to each other in in the most beautiful way Mm -hmm. but with that comes a lot of trial a lot of tribulation there comes a lot of you know um growing up and like you know there are things that changed about all of us and in really healthy ways and things that changed about us that maybe needed a little bit of fixing um so this album is about us kind of checking in together after you know being feeling a little lost with with ourselves and and being abandoned kind of not knowing where to go next and not knowing what to do and um kind of questioning this album has a lot of questioning and i think that comes from us questioning each other a lot um you know it's it's a few years of us going like what did it feel like to make music together again and like having it feel so pure and beautiful like we did in our parents basement when we were kids like how do we get back to that kind of soul of of making music together and um so that's kind of like where the title came from and um us just kind of like finding finding ourselves a little bit in like the least hippie way i guess i could say (laughs) um but um but yeah and then in terms of the album artwork visually we always want to go with something that will age decently well and be timeless and one thing that we've studied with like becca who we work with on a lot of our creative and photo and video and stuff is um there's a common thread when we do like kind of research around an album campaign we'll usually go and find like old cover artwork that we love from you know growing up that our parents showed us and the one theme that we've realized is like it's always kind of just like the artist on the cover mm-hmm. um we always try to be like visually more trendy than we are we're really fascinated with design and graphics and and what you could do these days with with blender and all these amazing things but we always for some reason the music always guides us to like artwork and visuals being revolved around us because that's kind of the most unique thing about us uh identity wise you know you can you can jump on like a graphic design trend and it could like be the thing that's cool right now you know there you know whether it's chrome or or it's 80s or 90s or 2000s and like we do dip our toes into that but like there's no we're the only four that is us like that it's we're it's the most unique thing we could do for work so we always try to put us on the cover and this cover we wanted very black and white very classic it was very inspired by like fleetwood mac kind of rumors um you know back in the 70s 80s where you'd see kind of just like bands on the cover doing like a pose like we just wanted to make it kind of classic and in a way have it age um age in in a way that felt like not like a graphic design thing or something just kept it really white black simple um so that's kind of where the identity for the cover came from we just wanted to be yeah simple just kind of just kind of us and what we are and look like right now in this moment in time absolutely all right um so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album yeah writing process was crazy um it definitely took us way longer to write this album than we anticipated and that happens with second albums i've talked to a bunch of um you know 
people that I'm grateful to call friends now and, and heroes and mentors. And they've all kind of told me like, you know, the second album is the, is the one that gets a little, little funny up in the, up in the brain. But mm-hmm. we're, again, we're really lucky that we had like two EPs before this album to kind of like get all the, get a bunch of like the first ideas out. And then that led to this album. And uh, we did a good amount of everything on this album. I think there was a, there's a point where we just stayed home and we would get together, you know, kind of nine to five every week and just write with uh, friends right on our own, whatever it may be. And we did that for a few months and that felt really good. And we got some good songs out of that. And then post that process, we felt a little burnt out. We're like, okay, we need to like switch things up. So we ended up uh, doing a few trips out to LA um, where we have a lot of friends that we've worked with and, you know, became friends with over the years and just people that mean a lot to us and really understand the identity of the band. Um, so we booked uh, basically uh, this like 60s A-frame house way up in Beechwood Canyon. It's like mm. way up in the hills. It's this house that hasn't been like touched since the 60s. Um, the owners like had like Linda McCartney roll through and all these incredible artists. Like it was just a beautiful, like old, rich in history house. Mm. So we just like found it on Airbnb, booked it. And then basically got all our friends to come over uh, and we just had like a week-long slumber party of just writing songs. So we set up like three studios. We had one outside, two inside, and we just wrote every day for a week straight, like three songs a day, just Damn. like going crazy. Um, and it was a very contained environment. I think that's why I work. We work really well with like writing trips where we like contain people and like kind of just like build like a vibe and like a kind of a treadmill pace for songwriting. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was an incredible experience. And that kind of capped off writing and making the record. And that was all through the span of like about a year and a half. So it took a while um, because we were touring and doing stuff in between too. So we had to work on the album on tour as well. So we worked on it in South Korea and we were there and all over uh, kind of anywhere we could pretty much hotels, buses, uh, anywhere we could find a, a place to work on it. So um yeah the process is kind of a blur and crazy but yeah we did a lot of uh a lot of experimentation a lot of collaboration and yeah i'm proud to say like everyone on this album that we wrote with are like dear friends of ours um you know we're not doing as much like we like to call it speed dating co-writing where it's like Mm -hmm. you meet someone for the first time and then you have to write a song in four hours and like Mm -hmm. it's just hard to do that sometimes and tap into like the real kind of emotion but everyone we wrote with on this record are like you know people you know, that we, that we love and care about so much. And and we've, you know, we've kind of opened up um, to each other in a way where we can write about, you know, serious shit and talk about things and it just feels really natural. So um, yeah, that's pretty much the right brother. It was, it's kind of chaotic. Um, we'll see how the next one goes, but this one was kind of a blur, but in, in a really good way. And there's a documentary, I think actually coming out about making the album. We like mm-hmm. had a camera on 24 hours, a day at the A-Frame house when we were making the record. So we have a bunch of uh, footage and stuff coming out from oh, yeah. uh, from making the album. Um, and you said you guys wrote like on tour. It, was that, it, is that something that you guys normally do? Was it something you had to adjust to? Cause you know, we speak to a lot of artists that are like, I just don't write on tour. Like that's just yeah. the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, every, I think every artist will tell you the same thing where it's like, I guess we say writing on tour, but it's really like, you know, writing a little verse, doing a little drum beat idea, getting a guitar idea down. Like it's all like little beats, uh, uh, bits and pieces of like the canvas. It's you're never really painting the full canvas on tour. It's just really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you will you will work on like little things. And I think 
you know, we're getting better and better at doing that on this last tour. I, I worked a little bit more than I have in the past and I kind of got on a flow of waking up and, you know, making a beat or doing something that might lead to something down the line uh, for the next record. But it's definitely hard. It's not easy. And like the hours are really weird and you're you're, going, you're waking up at like 11 because you went to bed at two because, you know, the show ends at 10. By the time you're you're showered, you're rested, you, you know, you take a breather backstage, it's almost 11. And then, you know, usually go meet some fans that have been waiting patiently. That takes you to about 12. Then by the time you like come down from like the high of playing a show in the night, it's like one yeah. and then one thirty, you're kind of tossing and turning and you, know, you don't go to bed till two. So it's like the whole hour structure of, of being on tour is hard, but we try to find time when we can to work on stuff. It's definitely not compared, like not the same as being at home and like writing, but there, there's a few that do it really well. I know Ed Sheeran's really good at it. Ed Sheeran will like go on stage, play a show, and then like right as he's off stage, he'll like go back to like his little recording setup and like finish a vocal. Or right before he's going on stage, he'll like be cutting a vocal for a demo. Like um, he's insane. But you know, it, it's definitely a, a muscle you can train. Yeah. Um, it just takes a lot of discipline. Makes um, sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So what song off this album belongs to write and which one is your personal favorite? Oh, which one? What song took the longest to write? Um, there's a song called Big Jet Plane that took a really long time to write. We had like six different verses. The chorus kind of was always the same, but we just couldn't figure out the verses and the production was like a roller coaster of trial and error. So that one was like kind of oddly difficult, but then we finally kind of landed with it, um, which sometimes it takes that long. And then Maybe another one that took the longest, probably um, there's a song called, um, actually, no, that one actually didn't take that long. Probably Lost in Translation 2 took a while because it's like it started as like this whole other idea and then I had to take it and kind of rework it. And then we reworked it as a band and then we went back and forth on lyrics and the production took a really long time because we wanted it to feel very like um like oasisy like like balls to the wall guitars but also like have like a modern flair of like pop punk we used to love and like i don't know it just took a while to figure it out so i would say those two and then the second question was song that means the most to me yeah your personal favorite which one oh man yeah Mm. there's a few there's a song called um i haven't seen you forever that i really love i just love the day we wrote that it was a really special day and I just love the way that song feels and how simple it is. Um, there's a song called, I thought I could fly. That's, uh, means a lot to me. Um, it's a very personal song, um, that I think, I think might resonate with a lot of people. It's definitely uh, one of the most like vulnerable songs I've ever written. Um, it's probably those two. I haven't seen forever and I thought I could fly. I like those two. Hell yeah. For today. Okay. All right. <laughs> Changes every day. Um, mm-hmm. So how'd the track list of the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, close be closer, shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process yeah. like? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're so obsessed with that process. And yeah, all those things. It kind of started, um, the first few songs that we had for the record were like Lost in Translation, Throwback Tears. Uh, we had Break For You. We had like some of those songs. And then we were basically like, okay, some of these songs go really well together. So like the way I'll usually do it is I'll write all the songs out that we have for the album kind of selected. 
And then from there, I'll focus on keys first, because I, I have like a fascination with pitch and keys. And um, so right away, I knew I knew Break For You and Have A Good Summer had to go together because they're in the same key and they transition really well together. So you kind of start there and then throwback tears. I was like, OK, that feels like a really fresh, like new vibe for us. And that should be at the beginning of the record, like after Lost in Translation, the title track. So we kind of created a transition track from Lost in Translation that goes into Throwback Tears. And then it yeah. goes, you know, I'm on some new shit now. It's, it feels like this big opening. So we kind of had that. And then and then before Lost in Translation, I was like, okay, we always love doing album intros. If we're doing an album, we did that on our first record. So we're going to do it on this album. So I, loved it. I was like, okay, how do we, how do we one up this trend? Like, you know, the opening and feeling of this record. So, you know, I arranged some strings and then called up my friend Carson. He recorded them in New York and we just went back and forth and created this like orchestral kind of um, check-in for the, for the album. And then from there, you know, I thought I could fly was this like shorter, sad moment where like, this feels really good in the middle of the record. And that connects with evenings and weekends. And either way, I'm going your way. They transition because they're in the same key. We start stitching everything together. And then all of a sudden you like, you have the album kind of mapped out. And then Fishbowl felt like the obvious closer. And, you know, and then we added that orchestral outro because it just felt right to kind of bookend the album. And you kind of just like, yeah, I, it's mostly sometimes me just sitting in bed um, with headphones on and like really just writing out a bunch of different variations and then writing out missing feelings. So, you know, I'll listen to the songs and be like, okay, we need something that goes before this. We need an intro here. We need an interlude here. This needs an outro. And it's kind of, yeah, you kind of build it out from there. And then we do like a few days in the studio where the songs are done, but we're like stitching together the album. So we'll do the right cuts and we'll fade things in properly. And we'll kind of build the the story of the album, um, kind of like you would for a TV show or a movie or something. It's just like kind of storyboarding it. Oh, yeah. Wow. I I can really appreciate that, like in the year of 2023, you guys still like put so much care and effort into a track list. And it certainly comes through yeah. because the album flows fucking uh, incredible thanks so much <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah no it, it, we put a, we love that stuff you know that's the stuff we grew up on too it's like i grew up on um you know coldplay records and and a lot of you know ambient music and and things that just like had a top to bottom experience like kind of baked in um you know i remember listening to viva la vida for the first time like that album and just like the way it presents itself and like it's just such a top to bottom thing and you know that dates back to my dad showing me pink floyd and stuff like it's like you you kind of, i just grew up being really attached to like albums that have that kind of experience versus just like clicking through track one two three four five you know what i mean mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, just feels right but, yeah for sure uh so yeah. this one should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less oh my gosh mm -hmm. these three word questions are so tough mm -hmm. um Let's go black and white. <laughs> um, black and white on a sonic level. Um, I'm going to go fizzy. Black and white. I like that. Fizzy. Yeah. And I'm going to go classic for us, particularly. I'm not saying that in a pretentious way. I'm saying that I think this album is going to age really well as our band grows i think it just it, ha it feels like a a moment in time that we captured in a way but yeah fizzy black and white classic hell yeah that's perfect mm -hmm. um <laughs> so can you talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album positive or negative oh 
challenging moments um so many i mean um to both i think a challenge the challenge for this album for sure was just like you know being afraid of that second album like slump like being afraid of um a just feeling like oh have we lost the thing that makes us us uh how do we how do we buy back more of that time and that that essence and I think there was a lot of conversation of like, do we still have it? Like, can we still make an album that feels as special to our fans as maybe? And not that we were, had that pressure on ourselves because we're always going to do what we want to do. And, you know, hope if we love it, other people will love it. That's always been our kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, there was a lot of pressure of like, are we going to live up to something that, you know, opened up a lot of doors for us at the beginning? And, um, you know, there was a lot of, a little bit of fear of, you know, taking a departure from, you know, uh, uh, songs we wrote when we were a lot younger than we are now. And I don't know, there was just a lot of kind of that, like, I guess, impostery syndrome-y uh, second album thoughts, mm-hmm. um, which led into us kind of not drifting apart emotionally, but just kind of like figuring out what we all want the band to be as well in terms of like how we want to express this album. What do we want to write about? And um, yeah, it, it's sometimes it's tough for us to kind of like, recenter on like what what is the point because everyone has the same goal in mind but um i think sometimes you get a little lost when it's when we're talking about something like a record because you know everyone wants to explore so many different things you know everyone has ideas in the band of well we've never done this vibe or i really want to like go into like this like um this type of drum feel i want to write like these form of melodies i want to really pull from this album that I loved growing up. Like, it's just a lot of those conversations that can sometimes get heated because, yeah, um, you know, you get stuck on like what you're trying to make versus what, um, what needs to be made. If that makes sense. Um, that makes a ton of sense. Um, so yeah, I think that there's just challenges like that. And, you know, we were in band therapy for a little while while making this album. We still are, but not, not in like a, we're fucked up kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like we need it. It's more so of a preventative thing at this yeah. point. Um, you know, I always hear Chris Martin talk about respecting, um, each other's chemistry. And I think we, that's like one of the most important things I ever heard growing up and wanting to be a band or start a band is like, you got to respect each other's chemistry because, um, you know, one person, like none of us would, I think be successful in, in our own right. If it, if it wasn't for the four of us together, you know, and Chris Martin always says that. And I believe it so much with us. And I see that parallel because we all bring so much importance and like vital roots to like the tree. It's yeah. like it would just not work um, without without the four of us. So we it's really just building on respecting each other, knowing, um, you know, where where we're at and checking in is really important. So that, that was a challenging thing at first while making this album, but then ended up helping the album because I think we like reconnected a little bit on like what what Valley is and what we are and why the four of us make it work. You know, it's not the three of us or the two of us. It's the four of us together that like make it work. Mm -hmm. So that was a bit of challenge. And then like positive experiences on this album. There's so many as well. It's, you know, we got to travel the world and make an album. We got to work with some amazing, amazing friends of ours that taught us so much about making music and like how to, how to um, kind of build on what we've learned for the future and, just learned a lot of important tools and like emotional um, kind of navigations through working with them. And 
um yeah we're just really happy we got to make like a, another album together like at this point we're just lucky that we get to keep doing this and people are there to listen and, and care like that's that's all that really matters now um you know we're at a point where this is our job which like it's great it's silly to say yeah, like awesome. it's like we get to do this for a living so yeah. you know the positive of making this album is like we still get to make albums and just keep doing this we're gonna put this album out and then make another one but then probably yeah. another one yeah. and probably another one like that's like that's the gift that keeps on giving so we're just really grateful um that we've you know we're able to to do that and like that's that's really the best outcome of of, of any dream we've ever had growing up so um we're really we're just fortunate it's fucking awesome hell yeah sure. i love it mm-hmm. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Love, love. Yeah, I'm, I'm done talking about this album. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're actually going to go straight to Death Row. Boom. Love it. Love so, it. So if you're on Death Row, what would your mm. last meal be with a drink? That is the craziest response ever. Oh my gosh. I love this question. Oh, I love fun questions. If I was on Death Row and I had an option for a last meal, what would I have? And a drink. And a drink too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I think I would go pretty simple. I think um, when it comes to to the meal, um, I would probably do just uh, you know what? like a steak frites. Okay. I don't usually eat a lot of meat or I try not to because Kara and Mickey are vegan. So we, we really roll um, vegan on the tour and stuff. But um, I think a steak frites would just be a really nice classic, uh, classic last meal. I don't know. It just feels old and bougie. A steak frites. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just the first thing that came to mind. And then, uh, and then a drink, I'd probably have like a, a sangria or something. I love sangria. I'd have like a watermelon, grape, cherry, uh, tangerine sang- sangria. All right. Oh, everything in there, every fruit. I love it. Yeah, yeah all the fruits. Yeah, all and the then it would be fine. Um, Hell yeah. So I have on investing last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's mm. your favorite color? Favorite color? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big forest green guy. Mm-hmm. I like forest green. Um, yeah, I think forest green is is kind of the go-to a lot of the time. All right, that's a good color. color. Yeah. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Anything I'd like to plug? Um, I mean, our album Lost Translation comes out in what eleven days, ten days, June twenty third. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked really hard on it. We're really proud of it. I hope you listen to it top to bottom. You know, give it, take it on a walk, take it on a drive, take it on a trip. Just take take care of her. She's she's very uh, she's very precious, and we love her. And yeah, and come see us if we're coming through. We're going to be touring a lot this year, so if you want to come see a show. Yeah, we'd love to have you. And yeah, and just thank you guys. Thanks for the great questions and thanks for doing your research. And um, it's always nice to wake up and like do an interview first thing in the morning and like have it be um, so well thought out. And 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 just like I don't know, I I respect I respect you guys so much because you respect us in the in the sense of asking questions and like coming prepared. It, it means a lot. Um, so yeah. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Appreciate the kind words. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, thank you for now. It's been Rob from Valley and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.